all of adult shit was on an iPhone microphone. And I really would have never guessed that. I assumed you guys had like the full. Setup. Oh no. I think people just accepted that it was trash. And like after the <laughs> second episode, they were like, Oh, this is what it is. This is okay. This is my new normal. But my boyfriend, who's a music producer, it was like his ears would bleed listening to an episode. Yeah. So he was the one who was finally like, if we're going to, if you're going to do this again, we're going to do it the right way. And yeah. he went out and like did all the equipment. Yeah. 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 I love it. Not important, though. The The most important thing is, is that you are here, Miss Michelle Carre, our guest this week, <laughs> Confidently Insecure, the podcast where we are absolutely sure we don't know everything. And this week, I wanted you to come on, Michelle, because A, you're dope and I love you and you're my friend. Uh, and I'm we used so to work at BuzzFeed to together. <laughs> I'm genuinely just like starstruck to be here. Oh, so shut up. Off. Are you kidding? I'm like talking to the hottest YouTuber, wellness, fitness um, bitch. Okay. Um, <laughs> Debatable. <this> <laughs> yeah, we took a poll. Um, yeah, I wanted you to come on because I feel like a subject that I talk a lot about but really don't know the mechanics behind it is a being a youtuber <laughs> i'm like the worst youtuber of all time i feel like really oh my god dude working at buzzfeed i feel like it's a well-oiled machine where it's like you're mm -hmm. part you're just like a gear in the wheel of that's not the word What's the word? You're a, a cog. Thank in you. The wheel. <laughs> I don't know. You're that's that saying. You're a cog in the wheel. And then when I like got out of that machine, I was like, how do people do things? And I feel like you've done such a good job of building your own brand and your um, own capital and your business since leaving. And the second thing that I feel like I talk a lot about is um, loving myself and being very confident. Yet um, I. There is like an aspect of my life. I, I've never been someone who's into fitness and I feel like I don't feel very healthy. I don't have a great relationship with my body and I feel like I watch your videos and I'm just like, those are another type of people. Like you guys are another type of people who just get it. Like who just get the gym, who just get fitness, who just get wellness and lifestyle. And then there are people like me who just would literally rather do anything else. Like there's a fucking wall, a Berlin wall between me and the oh gym no. every morning when I get up. So that's why I wanted you to bring you here today to talk. <laughs> okay, but first great. I want to introduce you for anyone who doesn't know who you are, which if you don't, what are you doing? Uh, you are a YouTuber, actress, producer extraordinaire. Uh, some of your videos you have done on YouTube have uh, put you in very challenging, interesting positions. You have become a clown. You have joined the military. You have gotten a professional back scratch, done beauty, done health and wellness. You voiced a cartoon. You've done meditation. You made a short film. And you trained to become Batman, Spider-Man, Arya Stark, Wonder Woman, and a, a bunch of other ones. But would you yeah. call yourself um, a fitness YouTuber or a wellness YouTuber? Or like, do you even like having a label? I guess I would call myself an extreme lifestyle enthusiast. Ooh, like you just really like life? <laughs> um, I guess that I like living life to the extreme and trying out different lifestyles. So do you like superheroes as much as you do superhero-esque videos? Yes. <laughs> you do? I love superheroes. Are you I mean, Marvel or DC? Marvel. Okay, Marvel. I don't know what like, that means. Yeah. I just know that that's a thing people Marvel's ask. Marvel's right. Which one's, right who's choice. on Marvel? Marvel is Spider-Man, Iron Man, ah, Captain Marvel. Got it. 
Black Infinity Widow. War. Black Widow, Black okay. Panther. Okay. Yes. And who's your ones. like uh, Patronus if it was a superhero? I like Spider-Man. Really? I really like Spider-Man, yeah. I really liked that animated one that came yeah, out this year. Yeah, the Spider-Verse, Spider-Verse. Very, very good. Have you seen the newest, newest one? Because I feel like they did yes. a really bad job marketing that. Unfortunately, they did, but the movie's really, really good. I need to go see it. Yeah, Whatever. Okay, it. this is, I've, okay. I'm digressed. Um, <laughs> so you call yourself an, a life, what, extreme lifestyle? An extreme lifestyle enthusiast Where on you, YouTube. You put yourself in these insane situations to sort of train like a certain extreme lifestyle. So like the military yeah. or um, a superhero um, but you also do have a wellness vertical to your content. Like, yeah, I mean, I think like every video involves, I, I mean, every video involves a venue of health and fitness mm, in some way, mm-hmm. because I am physically transforming my entire life to that lifestyle. Mm. So for example, when I did a video with the U S Marine Corps, I did the exact same daily routine as that anyone going crazy. through boot camp, <laughs> training like them, eating like them, sleeping the same amount. Why? Do. Why do, do you think it makes you a better person? Like, do you feel different after you go through something like that or just experiencing someone else's life gives you a boner? I, <laughs> oh my God. Um, I guess that I really love the feeling of overcoming an obstacle mm. and I'm kind of addicted to that feeling everything mm. leading up to that really sucks interesting but it's kind of like a, a drug for me I guess like once I complete one I'm like I'm ready for the next one do you think you have an addictive personality yes oh she answered that quick yeah <laughs> I have a very addictive personality and I think it runs in my family mm. in a negative way mm. whether it's binge eating or alcohol mm-hmm. and so being very aware of those negative addictive personalities that are genetically within right. me I tried to Divert them to things that are positive, I guess. In a healthy way. Yeah. I mean, I'm not the greatest at it, but. No, I mean, I think you're doing a wonderful job and you spread a a great message, which I want to eventually get to talking about, like the toxicity of fitness and diet culture on social media. And of course, I always want to like preface this with Michelle's speaking from Michelle's experience. I'm speaking from my experience. We're not doctors. Jerk off motion, jerk off motion. You guys get it. (laughs) Uh, But I feel like I just have to say that uh, so no one takes any of my advice seriously. But maybe. Um, I I wanted to ask, you mentioned about your family, and I really, I rewatched the 23andMe DNA video that you did um, because you are a woman of color and you do work in a male-dominated industry and um, your dad's an immigrant, and yet you've managed to sort of keep, like, you're not, like, a problematic or controversial YouTuber, and I think, like, when people... I hate drama. I, and I think when people <laughs> sign up to do this, you expect to have, like, um, what your morals are is who you are as a person, and what your political stance is, is it represents a lot of who you are as a person, but you've managed to be pretty, like dare I say brand friendly or like family friendly do you go there in some of your work like do you ever get a little gritty and like expose a little bit of yourself or do you find that these challenges you do kind of brings that out each time you do it I know that was a very long question (laughs) (laughs) yeah um I think in a lot of my videos I show a a lot of sides of hi I'm scared (laughs) to be loud no I'm just hearing my sexy podcast voice I love it Uh, notice how I'm like deep throating the microphone (laughs) and you're like get this dick out of my face okay I'm I'm not afraid of dicks no Um, she's not 
but like you don't anymore. talk about like sex on your channel too much or like yeah i mean well not that everyone should be like with their legs open like me <laughs> it's definitely different audiences but um how do you I, do that yeah i mean i i guess like when i go in my videos i i allow my audience to see really difficult sides of me um whether it's like crying or, or mm. talking about like things that really make me uncomfortable regarding self-confidence. Mm. Um, I think there's this perception that, oh, Michelle's done everything. Like Michelle's done so many things. She must be the most confident person in the world. And that is not the case. Do tell. <laughs> tell I, us your traumas and yeah. secrets. <laughs> but um, actually this weekend I did a video. Maybe it'll be out by the time this is Ooh, out as well. No, it's coming out on Thursday. So unless it's coming okay, out on Thursday. Um, so <laughs> like and subscribe to my channel so that you do so you see it when it comes about. Click the bell. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I can give you guys a little bit of behind the scenes do on that. Tell. It's probably the most controversial video I've ever done. Ooh. I did a video where I went to police academy for the oh. weekend Oh, and you just give me chills. Yeah, it was what it was task. insane. Um, we actually, I was very picky because the way police are portrayed on social media is often one way. There's a like every single week there's a police brutality mm -hmm. incident. Someone who is innocent dies, mm -hmm. and that is the side. That is how I understand the police to be mm -hmm. or did. And so going in. I was really strict on we need to work with a police academy that's going to be willing to answer questions about Black Lives Matter, mm -hmm. Blue Lives Matter, all of those things. And, and not be afraid of yeah. it. Sorry. I'm no, sorry I'm just going to keep shoving the microphone <laughs> in your face. Yeah, not be also, afraid Also, don't of mind it. my cat climbing Yay, in, in the I background. Like okay, sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> yeah, not be afraid of it and, and not avoid it because my audience is very socially aware mm -hmm. um so they will call it out if i don't go 100 cutter yeah yeah so it was an insane experience because i got to speak to an officer who was in a life-threatening incident and was shot by a suspect mm. very recently mm. and just his take on gun laws gun safety mm. what that means and also how this police academy specifically prevents anyone from like wanting bias, to do right. police brutality, I guess, <laughs> or have yeah racial bias. Right. Um, and so we went to San Diego, which is the number one ranked police department in all of America. Right. Because they do really intense training, right? Like yeah. super intense. So you trained like them. Yeah. Whoa. So yesterday okay. I got tased. No, you didn't. Yeah. Bitch, what? I have a video. I'll show oh you. Oh, my God. Yeah, I got tased what? and pepper sprayed. Bitch. <laughs> what? Everything in my head is just going, why? Because you're not someone that's like for the clicks or the content. Like, you're not that type no. of person. Um, but why do you do this to yourself? <laughs> um, well, I did it because it's a part of Police Academy. Mm. And um, what I really admire about San, Di San Diego Police the San Diego Police Department. SDPD. <laughs> SDPD. Second dick. Po -po. <laughs> what? <laughs> Is that um, they want their students to experience what they will f in the future right. administer to other people. So you can't shoot a taser at someone unless you mm -hmm. know how insane it mm -hmm. feels. And let me tell you, it was one of the most painful experiences <gasps> in my life. They, were they shooting in the back? Yeah. Oh, do you have marks? Yeah. I do. Oh my God. I didn't even, I didn't, yeah. How long were you like for? It was only, so they only do it for five seconds. Which That's is, a long fucking time. But when it, you're being it tased. feels like 30 seconds and basically it causes 
um, muscle cramps uh-huh. all over your body. Oh, and shit. so it feels like you're just. You can't release yeah, anything. It's, it's crazy. And it feels like a jackhammer is on you. It feels, it just. That sounds like the worst so type of up. sex. Like everything. It's like it lasts five <laughs> seconds. You can't tense your muscle, untense your muscles and you're getting yeah, jackhammered. Exactly. It's like the worst orgasm. Yeah. But I, I'm very open talking about sex and whatever. I'm oh. happy to talk about that with you. Uh, no, I'm, I'm, I'm not <laughs> going to force my... There's not really a way yeah. for me to do a challenge except sex. do you think you sex. would ever like, do challenges? Because I remember you were the producer on the video where I did no masturbating for 30 days. I was, yeah. Did you do it too? I didn't. No, no, no. I, but you were the producer on it. I was, yes. Because didn't they do it again? Probably. Probably. <laughs> I roll. <laughs> um, yeah, because I remember you being the producer on it. Um, and I thought that was such a great video because... I think when you go to YouTube and you type in like masturbation, all the videos that can come up, like you always come at your videos from such um, a healthy perspective. And I really appreciate that. So to hear that you're taking on something more controversial, like um, the police Academy and, and black and blue lives matter. I think it would be really interesting to also maybe see you do something like sex positive oh related. Gosh. I don't know what it could be, but like, I don't either BDSM culture or like, um, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, like in my <laughs> everyday life, I'm like, I will talk to anyone about yeah. sex or how I feel about it or like what porn I watch or whatever. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. What porn do you watch? I always watch <laughs> lesbian porn. I, I feel mean, like that's the answer. But I right? feel like that's everybody. Yeah. I feel I don't like know. that's the, the It's answer. the best kind. I Have mean, you ever watched anything super weird? Like I remember in high school, there was a documentary that had just come out on Vice about a guy who was fucking a donkey. And we all like Google donkey porn and I'll never forget it. I don't. Okay. <laughs> well, just exposing myself. Um, no, but it was, you know, child t- time. We were curious about it. Um, okay. So that's uh, really cool that you're you're expanding your, your brand. Um, I did want to. Uh, can we tell them what I'm doing with you on Wednesday or should we keep that secret? I don't care. Okay. Whatever. I'm doing Michelle's extreme body makeover challenge video oh my god (laughs) and now i approached you about the subject you did and i was i had been actively looking for a trainer since i had my knee injury and i've just really enjoyed the way you've done your body makeover videos because i think there are some I think there's a lot of like sensationalization. Is that a word I just made yeah. up? A, around body transformation and like a severe emphasis on the thumbnail of like right. a before and after. So how do you think you approach your body transformation videos differently than some of the trash we see on the interwebs? Yeah. So when we created Extreme Body Makeover, which is basically my show where I help a participant go on the health and fitness makeover of their dreams. Mm. Um it sounds there's so the, like Hollywood when you say it that way. Like the bachelor. <laughs> Jesus, I hate myself. No, don't. It's great. You're doing the Lord's work. <laughs> My boyfriend, Garrett, before I came, he was like, please just like, don't sound like a robot when you're on a podcast. <laughs> you like, don't, Bye. though. <laughs> but I think like when you have to be on camera, you learn a certain way to talk. Yeah. And like podcasts are weird because there's, I mean, I truly don't edit much out unless we say something really fucking dumb. <laughs> so it's probably just going to go in as Great. Is. And um, that's hard when you're answering questions about your business you want to sound intelligent yeah or i don't know like some of the concepts we do are really complicated so mm. i have to figure out like how do i explain what well we're doing you're allowed to fuck up here this is completely right. insecure cool. you're allowed wow. to say shit where i'm gonna learn something from it <laughs> okay. so feel free to take your time yeah. yeah 
So, and I was really hesitant. Like a lot of people had asked me to do something like this, like, Mm. oh, help other people go on their own journeys. And I was really hesitant because it's a huge, huge responsibility to take someone's health and fitness into your own hands. Mm. And when someone is going through the transformation, I am like very emotionally invested in How do you have that capacity? How do you like have that (laughs) bandwidth to care so much about someone else? I mean, <laughs> I asked that genuinely. I know you laughed, but I'm like, seriously, how the fuck do you care about someone else when you have like a job, a boyfriend, a staff, a life? Yeah. Well, I, I'm very fortunate to work with the trainers are amazing. You're going to, mm. you're going to love it. I'm excited. So Kelsey's going to do it. She's going to kick ass. It's going to be great. I'm excited. I'm but nervous. basically when I set out to do it, I was like, I was not, I'm not a fan of how Hollywood has done mm-hmm. reality show weight loss things. Mm-hmm. I just think it's really toxic and negative how, the trainers treat the clients Biggest first of all. Loser, it's, Jillian, it's, whatever your name is, yeah. talking to you. Yeah, like yelling and screaming and shaming. And a lot of fat shaming. Yeah. Um, and I wanted to show like lots of different types of people. So for example, Jasmine Robbins mm-hmm. was on the show and she She's coming to be on the podcast tomorrow. She'll be oh on my next God, week. She's so Sneak peek cool. preview. Anyway, sorry. Yes. So <laughs> Jasmine was on. <laughs> she came on and she was like, I want to do it, but I don't want to see any of the numbers the entire time. That's amazing. And I think that's really great because we get so focused on what's my body fat percentage? What's the number on the scale? And she was like, I just want to do it and not worry about any of that shit until the end. Wow. Which is great. And so we're really accommodating. Like my goal is for you to have a positive experience. Mm-hmm. I don't care if you maintain weight, gain weight. We've, we like in a video that hasn't come out yet, the participant the participant's goal was to gain weight, oh, which I great. think is really cool. But that's also an awesome perspective that you probably don't see a lot on body transformation exactly. videos. Yeah. And so we're really trying to hit like new types of stories because we've seen Revenge Body. We've seen all these other shows mm-hmm. a billion times over. I want to do something different. And I think like even Chloe is realizing how problematic that show could be and I think they're trying I mean I'm only saying this because I work at E and I get to talk to like the producers and stuff behind it but I think they're starting to realize like their new slogan for this season is like do it for you or whatever where it's more like revenge like on yourself okay <laughs> Wait, what? sure whatever yeah but um yeah what you're saying it, it's so true like we've seen how Hollywood has done it before and so again like how do you how do you how do you like balance your emotional life with, do you feel like working out part of your, like, uh, I don't want to say addiction to fitness, but a little bit, um, how, does that keep your mental well being like fucking normal when you're running a YouTube channel and investing yeah. in other people's health and, and doing all these kinds of videos? Yeah. I, I became interested in fitness, I guess later than a lot of people think, mm. It was during college and I started riding a bike. Yeah, I remember. And <laughs> I like ended up joining the school team and going to nationals and everything. And from there, when I was working at BuzzFeed, this was probably before you worked there. Yeah. So I was on a professional cycling team. Yes, and, I remember like, this. racing on the yeah. weekends and traveling and it was really, really exhausting. Yeah. So. I wanted to find a way to like combine my loves of pushing myself to the limit mm-hmm. and making videos. So I forgot your question. <laughs> Cause I ask like seven <laughs> in one question. Sorry. I go off a fucking tangent. That's just <laughs> me as an interviewer. No, I mean like, Oh, the mental do, Yeah. Does balancing. that keep you balanced? Because yes. I think, you know, the number one question we got uh, when I posted that you were coming was about 
motivation and the relationship to fitness and how do you stay motivated? Like, are you ever done? Are you ever done growing? Are you ever done working out? Are you ever like, I'm good. I reached what I need to do. <laughs> I mean, I, I don't really, I, I feel like a lot of my beginning relationship with fitness was I'm doing this because I want to look a certain way and maintain mm. a certain number on the scale. Mm-hmm. And I, especially over the past year, I have had to learn to put that away Mm. And I'm really just like at peace Mm. with, okay, like I have gained this much weight Mm. and I know the process of how to change my body. Mm. That doesn't mean I'm going to like starve myself or anything because I don't believe in that whatsoever, but it's like, okay, cool. So this is happening to my body and I'm noticing it's affecting me emotionally negatively. Mm. I'm Mm -hmm. noticing it's affecting my relationship and my home life. And so I'm going to implement the tools that I have every single other time to turn this around. I guess like where did you find the switch that working out made you happy? Because I think like something with people that deal with mental illness, like we know that it is supposed to be good for us, but we still don't do it, which makes it kind of even harder where we're like, when when do you feel that switch that it became something um, really positive in your life? Was it during the cycling days or? Yeah. I mean, it's at all different stages, but I think at the core it's finding that trainer or that person or the the community mm. that makes you motivated to go back every time. And for some people, that's like soul cycle. For some people, <laughs> it's yoga. <laughs> I'm not really that I've into never it. Done it. I don't know. It's, I've done it's cycling. Like it hurts my vagina. I don't know. Maybe I have <laughs> yeah. long labia. They get caught up in the bike seat. But do I can't you? do it. Maybe. Do you have a long labia? I have, I have like very foldable labia I feel like I can just fold it into any position that's cool it's like origami yeah, exactly I it's like pussy that. origami okay, great <laughs> trademark that t-shirt okay, cool um I want to also ask you let's play a fun game Ooh, I like um, it when you do the games yeah the uh so talking more about like wellness and fitness had me going down some YouTube rabbit holes and discovering some like recent trends and so I want to play this game that I'm calling over the influence instead of under the influence okay and influence being influencer rather than alcohol so over are we over this influence like Um, I'm over it yeah like is it good or bad for (laughs) wellness culture okay great um let's start with the first one facetune the number one downloaded app in the itunes app store is facetune I don't really get it. I don't have Facetune. <laughs> wow. Holy shit. I think you're like in a very small percentage. I think so too. Like I I, uh, I downloaded it once mm-hmm. and then it confused me. So I deleted it. It's not very interface user friendly. What's that word? User. Uh, yeah, yeah. User friendly. Um, but wow. The things it can do. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. So are we over it? I'm pretty over it. I mean, I, I, I just, I don't like the idea of excessive editing mm. when in influencers do it. However, if it makes you feel good about yourself, whatever, I don't care. And I, I like battle with that because I've definitely done it before. I don't do it anymore. I try not to do it anymore, I should say. And I also try and keep it real every now and then. Like I try and post a picture of me. Like right now I'm wearing like a pimple sticker and I want to make sure everyone can see that I'm wearing a pimple st- sticker that I'm having a breakout and that's okay. And I try and keep it real with some posts, but like how much thought goes into your Instagram? I think that I kind of gave up on Instagram for mm. a bit because the algorithm was really just like mentally I messing can't pass with half me. A million. 
I posted my asshole on the internet this weekend, and I still <laughs> I can't loved pass. that. Picture, I lost two thousand followers. <laughs> really? I broke my first. This is how insane I am. I broke my first hundred thousand liked photo. I've never had a hundred thousand. I've never likes. gotten anywhere close to that. And well, neither had I really. And then I lost two thousand followers. So I'm not sure what? if I'm happy or sad. But if my asshole on the internet's not going to do it, guys, I'm never going to pass <laughs> half a million. But so you gave up on Insta? Hmm. I mean, well, I did. Mm-hmm. But then um, we were working with this amazing producer for a little bit on the channel, and she was like, "We're going to turn oh. your Instagram around." Mm-hmm. And she said the key was like, just post videos all the time. Oh, even like snippets of my existing YouTube videos yeah. or like behind the scenes stuff because videos get more engagement and why like bumped in the other room. I don't know, fucking know what's going on. I but heard from a person who works on Instagram that it's all about going live because going live. Well, I never do that. So well, up at fuck the top. <laughs> Great. I don't know. I guess I'll go live. <laughs> <laughs> Another fucking thing out of my goddamn calendar. Uh, speaking of calendars, you taught me everything I know about Google calendar and it's oh changed my, my fucking life. Wow. That makes me really happy. <laughs> that definitely boosted my ego Michelle today. Michelle used to teach a class at BuzzFeed about Google Calendar and like Gmail and how to make yeah. your life easier. And at first I was like, what the fuck? Honestly, it changed my goddamn. Will you po- you should do a post about that. Really? Yeah. I don't know if anyone would watch that. I think if anyone actually took the time, it would change their fucking lives. I really do think if you, this is so, such a niche piece of advice. No, it's not. Everyone uses Google Mail. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, if if you are proficient in G Suite, you will probably more easily get a job than 99% of your peers. Whoa, hot fucking tea right there. I'm serious because everyone comes at an entry level. Mm. And when you're entry level, you're like an assistant or whatever. Mm -hmm. And the thing that higher ups look for the most is organization. And do a lot, do you find, do you think that it's Gmail too? Like what other emails do people use? Well, some people use Outlook, but like you shouldn't work there if they use Outlook. (laughs) It's a very like telling thing. (laughs) You actually turn them down and you're like, Ooh, it's not going to be a a go for me, dog. Um, okay. So we're, we're, we're kind of canceling fade soon because I think, Oh, that's what I was going to say is you said something like, what if it makes you happy, then like go for it. And I think there's a fine line between what makes you happy and truly like what makes, what makes you fucking happy. Cause if you're, what makes you happy is tweaking that zit so that you get more likes. Yeah. I don't think there's any issue with that. It's just more so when, People of influence, like huge amounts of followings, make it seem like that's mm-hmm. who they are. I mm-hmm. feel like that's when it's not okay. Everyone has plastic surgery. Getting young at 16 years old, everyone lies about getting it. Everyone face tunes, everyone filters. I mean, like the whole Instagram model culture has just like fucked up young know, women's self esteem. Yeah. And I feel like. I started seeing a nutritionist at the beginning of this year because I found myself comparing myself so much to other people. Yeah. And you know, Eleanor Roosevelt said comparison is the thief of joy dog. And my nutritionist, I know RIP. Um, my nutritionist gave me like a task to unfollow accounts that make me feel bad about myself. And I saw you post about that too. You were like encouraging people. And I was like, Bitch, I'm gonna unfollow some <laughs> hoes up in here. Yeah, you gotta unfollow <laughs> some hoes. Like, there's really strong body positive hoes out there that are still like gourd, fashionable, slaying it, relevant, that don't like make me fucking feel bad. And I still haven't unfollowed Kylie 
and I'm like, don't know what's stopping me from unfollowing her. Why do you want to unfollow her? Because it makes me feel bad when I see her life. Mm. I'm like, why wasn't I born a Kardashian? Like, I know. Did you see her trip for the Kylie skin? Yes. Thing? I'm so annoyed. I'm like, it looks I want so that. fun. Yeah. And she's got, you know, seemingly has it all. But I think I follow because I want to know what's up with the makeup. Like she just launched her skincare brand. And I'm like, I want to mm-hmm. see what's up. Yeah. Her body lotion came out today. And it apparently smells like coconut, which is my favorite flavor, which is very controversial because some people don't like it because it smells like sunscreen. Really? Like people don't like coconut LaCroix. Because people say it tastes oh, like copper tone. That's weird. And I'm like, why are you licking sunscreen? Stop. True. Anyways. Yeah, that's, that's bizarre. <laughs> Continuing <laughs> the game. Uh, are we over the influence of clean eating? I feel like clean eating is such a sweeping term mm. that everyone uses. Like, oh, I'm so proud of myself. I've been eating clean this week. Like, mm. what the fuck does that mean? What does it mean? I don't know. Because... Like, no... Ch- yeah. There's no such thing as good and bad food is what I've learned from my nutritionist. Yes, like there you isn't. shouldn't categorize. I, I genuinely think that every person has a unique to them diet mm. that mm-hmm. that only works for them. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I, I think everyone needs to find that. So and there's a word that I found out about today called I don't know if I'm pronouncing this right. I'm not a doctor, don't come for me. Arth arthrexic? Arthrexic? arthrexic which is actually now been classified as an illness and it stems from becoming sick when you're obsessed with clean eating so someone that like starts keto but then does only keto for so long that they actually get sick or like celery juicing or any type of juicing detox and then they go for 30 days without eating food and then they become sick so there's actually it's like oh there's my roommate hey brian this is Michelle. Hi. I think you've met Michelle before. Right. Anyway, my roommate just walked in. This is the joys of having a home studio. Um, so yeah, anything that's too healthy that actually makes you feel unhealthy is called arthrexic. And it's now, it's just been classified as an actual illness because of like social media and wellness blogs and shit like mm-hmm. that. Um, so yeah, I think I'm done. I think I'm over the influence of clean eating. Yeah, me too. Okay, we're canceling it. I'm I'm canceling a lot of things. Good, it's the year of cancellations. <laughs> I canceled my fucking cable this year, and I'm better for it. Except now I'm on a TV show that I need cable for, so I fucking have to reorder it. Um, are we over the influence of Instagram taking away likes visibility? Have you heard about this? Yeah, I think that's really cool. I think I it's mean, amazing. Whatever. I think it's good, the best fucking thing that they have done with their power. Like since releasing the platform. Yeah, because it's kind of like even on YouTube, sometimes you avoid clicking a video because you're like, oh, it didn't get that many views. It must not be good. Ooh, that's a good point. Yeah. Like if if you see a video with a title and a thumbnail that you would never click on, but it has 10 million views, you're You're like, wait a second. If everyone else liked it, it's pretty fucked up. You know, and I'm so guilty of this. I just talked about how I got my first 100,000 liked photo and for some reason I was like, I hope I can do this before we lose the visibility of likes as if anybody else cares wow. that I had a yeah. hundred that nobody else cares. But to me, it was something like I saw other girls my age doing it. And I'm like, why can't I have that? 
Yeah. I mean, I feel that way about so many things. Like, like I think like comparison in the way mm. maybe people like look at my channel and think like, oh, she's like doing many cool things or like mm -hmm. has fitness sailor, which I don't perfectly, mm. by the way. Um, I by feel that way. way. By the she says. <laughs> um, I I feel a lot of guilt in comparison when it comes to mm. numbers on YouTube. Mm, interesting. Um, yeah, for sure. I mean, like, yeah. let's be real. Like when... I, I left BuzzFeed. Mm -hmm. I didn't get as many subscribers as other people who have left BuzzFeed and instantly got like mm. millions of subscribers. You think it took you longer. Yeah, it took me mm. a year and a half to get a, a million subscribers. But you're also one single person Yeah, without a team behind you. and Sure, sure. But I also, it made me feel like, should I be doing content like they are? Mm. Should I be yeah. doing different things? Why am I making these long and complex, insane yeah, videos? But that's what makes you different, right? It's yeah. like you can't compare yeah. your video to like a fucking Tana Mogo video. <laughs> I can never say her name right. Mojo? But like, yeah, thank you. <laughs> like, right, her getting 2 million views off of a 13-minute vlog is not the same as like a deep dive, compre comprehensive investigative video of yeah. you exploring a social justice topic. Like, it's just exactly. not the same but they and get I paid to i have to remind myself of that like i'm mm. so much more like at peace with that i feel mm. like i'm like way more chilled out and and confident in that respect mm. than i think even like especially when i was at buzzfeed when we were like working together Constantly all the time looking at numbers and data yeah. and stuff do you still find yourself looking at numbers and data and stuff on your channel no, <gasps> you just I know like some people are like i'm like, always oh, like in the back end of youtube i like never open it yeah. Cause you, that's your living though. Like yeah. that's your, and I just like income. get a check whenever the AdSense comes in and I'm like, okay. But how do you do that with like a staff? Like, don't you need to know? Well, a lot of our income I focus on is from brand deals. Oh, okay. Primarily. Yeah. AdSense is like, oh, yay. <laughs> I'm curious of your thoughts about a problem I'm having right now. And listeners, I hope you won't like drag me too much for this, but I recently got sober and I'm 37 or 38 days sober now. Congratulations. Thank you. We did our last podcast about it. If you haven't listened, go listen. Um, and I, I mean, this is so many things are changing in my life. And this is another reason why I wanted to do your uh, transformation video. Um, and also, I think it's going to be really interesting to have someone with a chronic illness because I yeah. don't think you've had that yet yeah. in chronic pain. Um, but Oh, so I quit drinking and I did this recently and I had filmed a brand deal for an alcohol company before I got oh, sober wow. and it's been filmed. It's been approved, but their like marketing campaign doesn't start till the fall. And I've been wrestling back and forth with what's going to happen when I post it because I obviously have been very like out and proud about my sobriety, but I'm taking a check from Whoa. a company. Yeah, that's tough. And so what do you think I should do? What do I think yeah, you should Michelle, do? Yeah, Michelle, help my, solve my problems. <laughs> what well, would you I, do? Um, so I actually did an alcohol brand deal. <gasps> you did? Yeah. I, I honestly, like, I honestly regret doing it, specifically <gasps> in my situation. Specifically in my situation. It was something, like, super easy. It was an alcohol that I was like, yeah, I have that at parties every now and then. Whatever, mm -hmm. sure, it sounds fine. Like, I don't mind doing an Instagram photo. And the whole comment thread, like, I'm embarrassed to talk about this, but, like, hey. No, company insecure. Company insecure. insecure about it. <laughs> yeah, the whole comment section was, like, 
what the heck? Like you're a health and fitness influencer. You have a young audience. What are you doing? Ugh. Which but can I don't you also enjoy alcohol and be yeah. a health and fitness. Yeah. Yeah. Right. I should audience. be able to. But also it made me think of like, you know what? Like they might not know this, but I think I did do that just so I could have an easy thing to mm. do and post about it and whatever. Mm. And I mean, it was a brand I was like fine with. Yeah. But it made me think more critically about what I was supporting. Right. However, on your end, I don't, I don't know, like you could make a big statement and like pull the plug on right, it. Right. Or you could release it and say, I am still sober right now. Right. But also I have fun it, and it, yeah. whenever I feel in control, I'm going to enjoy myself. Right. And I feel like I, I might even be able to t- turn this into an opportunity like, I do enjoy what the brand is. I do drink it a lot. It is something that I actively was drinking for a long time. And I don't think it, it it's like a specific brand that contributed to my problem. Like that's my addictive side. That's my personality. That's my genetics. But I think there's an opportunity for me to turn this into something that's like, hey, I'm not drinking. But when I did, like this is what I was having fun with. This is what like I wanted to share with people, but I just need, it feels sticky right now because it's so new. And, you know, I wish I could say like, Oh, I don't need the money, but like, I don't work at Buzzfeed anymore. And if I, I mean, the money is real. Yeah. It's a real thing. If it was only about the money, I would be hoeing myself out left and right and taking a lot more. There goes my roommate. Bye. Brian. <laughs> uh, I would be hoeing myself out a lot more, but this does feel like, you know, I would, this would suck to lose. <laughs> so I'm just kind of like debating and I don't know what the right thing to do is. I, I think you know, it's in the fall. You have time to yeah. think about it, but like listen to your gut, you know? Mm, damn. I think my gut's saying don't do it, but I signed a contract. Like, I don't know what the fuck, what is it for? Is it for Instagram? Yeah. Just like a video of two stories and a static post. Got it. Yeah. <laughs> So it's, it's not like it's one little thing. It's like, mm-hmm. that was about I, what I did as well. Really? Mm-hmm. And I had like, I paid someone to help me film it and like, I worked hard on it. Like I made the script yeah, funny. I think the difference <laughs> is that like, it's a brand that you enjoy right. when you are drinking. Right. Whereas me, I'm like, it just didn't like make a, sense. Like a, I don't know. I'm, I'm just like a. A wug, you know what I mean? <laughs> what the fuck? Like, is I a don't wug? know. Like I, like I go, I go to parties and I just get like a vodka soda and whatever has colors in it. I don't know. <laughs> I'm a wug. Yeah, like I think it, make, like, it definitely makes sense for my brand, you know, quote unquote, because I am a wino. Like that's my favorite alcohol. But yeah, I yeah. Anyways, let's move on. Um, <clears throat> uh, are we over the influence of CBD? And that going mainstream. Do you know about CBD? Yeah, I do. I've never really done mm. it, used it, mm. what dropped it. Yeah. What, what yeah, is the all of those are correct. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I I don't know. Weed is cool. <laughs> <laughs> I've never done like CBD oils and shit though because it, I, I don't know. I just. Weed is cool. I'm laughing so hard. It's like, what would a, uh, what would a cool teen say? Uh, weed is cool. Weed so. is cool. <laughs> Um, I don't know. I'm like never, I, I'm kind of freaked out about the idea of like putting something on my skin and then feeling something from Absorbed, it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I'd rather just like, yeah, know exactly the amount. Totally. So like, I guess my take on it is I've definitely been a huge fan of CBD yes. since I did that documentary about it. And I, 
always have been an advocate for um, people to have access to it. But my issue with it becoming so fucking mainstream and especially in the last like six months, everything has been branded CBD and there is no regulation. My cat is licking his own asshole right now, right in front of (laughs) us. Uh, There is no regulation around testing if it's actual cbd product in oh my it. god so like you could be selling like juice with infused with cbd and there could be absolutely no cbd inside of it like there's no regulation and as That's we fucked up as we make this this medicine more mainstream like we ha- we have to the government needs to like catch up with fucking bloggers and shit because we're putting cbd in fucking everything and you know they've done studies where like 97 percent of products they take they tested didn't even actually test for cbd in wow CBD wow that's that's really messed up right and so i i was just curious your thoughts on it because i know you care about wellness stuff and like yeah, do you care I about mean, like weird ingredients and do you yeah research that shit yeah actually garrett my boyfriend is really into that really yeah he worked on a documentary about the beauty industry <gasps> and like oh my god what's it called it, is it, it out it didn't it didn't, oh. it didn't it didn't Hollywood, fully happen, baby. but <laughs> but he worked on it for like two years, I think. Wow. Yeah, so he knows everything. He's like really, really like, oh, we can't use that soap. It has this, and right? This. Like, I'm not gonna put that sunscreen on because right. it'll give me cancer, right? Like know? every deodorant that's not a vegan deodorant is gonna give us all cancer, right? Through yeah. our pity holes. Yeah, there's a website. I forget what it's called, but you can like type in a product yeah, and yeah, it doesn't yeah. all shit in it. I had the app for a while and like all you had to do was scan things oh, at that's the grocery cool. store and it would oh, be like before, yeah. or like bomb and it would tell you <laughs> those are my two noises <laughs> <laughs> if it was good or not and like I used it for a week and then I just fucking forgot like I just I just wish someone would tell me what's good for me yeah I don't want to have to research every guy there's too much to care about in the world yeah. I can't also care about myself yeah. and my health which is and why it, I'm excited especially to do as like <laughs> Um, you know being a member of the minority groups that Mm -hmm. we are and like constantly feeling pressure to be on top of it and know Mm -hmm. exactly what to say and when about like defending our communities is really exhausting do you ever feel like you um i forget what it's called like fuck what's the word where it's switch click switch bait switch code switching code switching (laughs) said the white girl (laughs) do you ever feel like a a code switching because of your background and ethnicity that's really interesting I've never explicitly thought about it but I definitely do think I do how do we explain what code switching is so code switching to my understanding yeah I'm like I don't know (laughs) yeah okay I'll do it while you tell (laughs) me yeah so my understanding of code switching is I guess presenting yourself differently depending on the group you're with specifically for the black community mm-hmm. in quotes, acting black in mm-hmm. front of mm-hmm. their community while acting white mm-hmm. in front of another in order to be portrayed a certain way mm-hmm. and having to feel, I, I guess, defensive of who you are in a Absolutely. way. Um, and like having to feel like doing both is somehow not correct. Like yeah. having to feel like you can only identify with one and they're thus putting the pressure on yourself that you can only be one type yeah. of person. Or exactly. Identity. And I think that I feel it less in the sense of like when I'm with my Indian family, I act a certain way or my white family, I act a certain way. Cause I don't know. I, I, I more <laughs> so feel like an outsider to both being oh, interesting. Yeah. I, especially like growing up in the South Mm. And being <laughs> mixed race, like people are really confused mm-hmm. because it's 
homogenous there in a lot Great of ways. Word. Yeah. <laughs> or, or very segregated. My community mm-hmm. was still incredibly, mm. not intentionally racially segregated. Mm. And when you're not fitting into one or the other category, people get really wigged out. Right. Right. So do, do you feel like you've, um, outgrown the need to to identify with one or the other and just accept that like you're not someone that's 50 50 percent anything like yeah I feel yeah I I feel like my channel has in a lot of ways Mm. allowed me to do that because every time I do a new video I'm entering a new community Mm. whether it's the beauty pageant community or like runway modeling or military or whatever the police community and I am basically trying to change myself from an other of that community to a member of that community. Um, and so I think in that way, it's allowed me to see myself as someone who's really malleable mm. and like I can fit in, in different places. And also I can not perfectly fit in different places, yeah. but still coexist. I think that's important in this day and age to be able to see things from the other side. Like I'm, I don't mean to make this political, but like if you can't sit down with a Trump supporter and have a conversation and I've been there like trust me I have people that I'm just like fuck this it's not worth it like I'm giving up yeah but if we if we write off all of a you know certain community like you mentioned like all of the police force as as brutal racist killers like we're never going to get to the side of of um peace or right. you know co- um, communion as a community like we're yeah. never going to get to a place that um yeah, it feels balanced. So I think that's a really good trait to have is that you're open to to being um amalgamous. Yeah, the only time <laughs> that I, I'm reminded of it now, like I mm. used to be very aware and very frustrated with it. Like, mm. oh, I wish that I had just been completely white or completely Indian. I wish mm. that I had at least known how to speak the language my dad speaks. I don't. Mm. I wish I could look like my mom when I go to a restaurant with her and mm. people think that we're related and not friends right you know like when you were a kid they were like where'd you who's baby yeah they like, would give you a lot a of times they would think that my mom was my babysitter oh because my wow. mom was also very young when she mm. had me she was like 22 mm. so people thought that she was like my nanny mm. and that was like really frustrating as a and kid i feel like that that's ch- like not in the south maybe we're just in a liberal bubble here in la but i feel like the same way you don't ask a woman if she's pregnant People yeah. are learning to not assume family exactly. positions and, right. and and relationships now. Like it's nobody's fucking business. And if you have well intentions, that will come off. But if not, none of your fucking business. Thank you. Welcome to my new podcast. None of your fucking business. <laughs> That's um, such a good podcast name, <laughs> right? Um, I like. I need to start another one. Uh, okay, let's move on from that fun game. That was our fun game. Yay. Yay. <sighs> you did great. You won. <laughs> Thank you. Um, I want to answer a few fan questions oh as God. we wrap up. I can't we had an, people ask oh questions. God, influx of questions. When you put that on your story, I was like, oh my God, I hope someone asks Oh my God, question. so many. Really? So many. Okay. Okay. You are loved and appreciated and Thank you. Uh, questionable apparently because we got a lot of them. Okay, okay. Okay. Uh, I mean, the number one question we had, like I said, was the one where people were like, what keeps you motivated? How do you become that person that loves the gym um and we've kind of answered it but maybe you could give some advice yeah uh, specifically uh who asked underscore megan m underscore wanted to know what keeps you motivated through your toughest challenges even honestly a lot of times i want to quit 
But what keeps me going is knowing that it's being filmed. And that's kind of my way of keeping myself accountable. Mm. Did I want to ask them to stop when I was being tased this weekend? Yes. Did I want to be pepper sprayed? (laughs) Absolutely no. But I do it because I think about the impact it will have. Mm. And that if I do this, maybe I can inspire one young woman to go out and do Mm. what she wants to do. Because growing up, I never saw anyone who looks like me in action films or movies like kicking ass. No. And that's, yeah. that was my ult. that is my ultimate dream is to be right. in an action TV show or movie. Oh, it's going to happen, girl. You're right. so young. I hope Put so. Put that shit out into the universe. I hope so. Casting it's in the universe. You hear us. Hire me, Marvel <laughs> phase five. Oh, okay. there you go. She knows. <laughs> Call them right up. Okay. <laughs> yeah. And, and so I consistently keep that in the back of my head. Like if I can just inspire one person mm. today, like one view on anything, then I've done my job. So do you feel that way? Um, not just with your videos and your challenges, but like when you go to the gym, are you holding, cause that's not being filmed. Are you holding yeah. yourself accountable or like yeah. what it has it just become, you know, part of your lifestyle as people say, like, well, I think like the everyday application of that is find something to hold you accountable mm. and also really hold on and remember that feeling of anyone who leaves the gym, even if it's like a, a really difficult workout, you feel accomplished mm. Even if it's like an easy workout, like I feel like the feeling you have leaving the gym is always great. So just Mm. always hold on to that journal about it, like remember it and then have someone or something Mm. keeping you accountable. Mm. I am a person who exceeds, excels the best when I have a coach of some kind in any aspect of my life. Like I'm realizing it's my microphone that's twisting so much. It's not you. (laughs) It's not actually you that's been backing away from the mic. It's been my mic backing away from you. (laughs) I'm I'm sorry. Uh, So you like to have a coach. Do you have a trainer most times when you're at the gym? Every time. Every time yeah. the same trainers that will be training you. No fucking way. Yeah. Oh my God. I'm so scared. I'm so nervous, but I'm so yeah. I've never been so ready to do this, by right. the way. I've I'm like, so excited for you. I worked out today. Yeah. I worked out before I was required to. I'm, that, that's amazing. <laughs> Small steps. Um, and, and not everyone can afford a personal trainer. Mm-hmm. And I, I certainly didn't even have a gym membership for a long time. But even if it's like subscribe to a YouTube channel mm. that has great videos. There's no free. excuse when everything's on YouTube. I did yeah. yoga in my living room this past year. Yoga with Adrian, like every day. Oh, she's day. great. She's great. I also love Cassie Blogilates. Ooh, Blogilates. That's a fun name. She's her workouts are really, really good. Yeah, and it's yeah. something you can do like buy a yoga mat, do it in your living room. Yeah, very cool. Um, okay, let's go to uh, this girl. Uh, her at was it's Laura, ya bitch. <laughs> Ooh, <laughs> she I asked like a question like, "Can Michelle be my trainer?" Because I got scammed out of one last time. And I was like, well, I'm not going to ask you if you can be your trainer. But I do (laughs) want to ask off of that question, how do you know if you're getting scammed by a fitness coach? And, like, how can you avoid something like that? Oh, God. Well, I've definitely had a lot of negative experiences trying to find Mm. a coach. But I feel like finding a coach is a lot like finding a therapist or finding a doctor. You're going to have to try multiple. What I recommend, actually, is if you find like a couple, like maybe five really well-rated trainers, like get reviews online mm. or from other people, go visit all of them within a week or two. And that way you can directly compare all of them and have a fresh mind mm, and the then point. decide. I got really close. I'm sorry. No, that was great. <laughs> <laughs> and then decide at the end of that who you want to go with. So do, is there anything like any warning signs? Like if they ask for money up front, don't do it. 
or do because mo- I had when I was looking for trainers, a lot of them were like, "I'll do a package of like nine classes for $100 yeah." I think that's. Each. I think every trainer who is great will offer packages, a, a package or like a. This is how much I cost for like your first time with mm-hmm. me, whether it's free or it's fifty bucks. Is it or whatever. normally free? I feel like if I think you're it's not. For- oh, you in LA? Yeah. Other places you can get like the first session for free, which you should definitely take advantage yeah. of. And some things I like to look for in a trainer are how often are they on their phone? Mm. Because anytime they're on their phone, it's a waste of your money. Mm. Yeah. So that's a really big deal. Unless like my trainer uses his phone to like keep track of shit. Yeah. But like if they're like texting or talking to other trainers, that's like a really bad sign, especially Mm. in the first thing, because they're going to be most engaged probably in your first couple sessions because they want to impress you and keep you coming back. That's a great point. I never yeah. thought about it. It's the same thing as if a therapist was like yeah, looking literally. around the room or like dozing off because you're paying them. You're paying the trainer. Exactly. And for that hour, they should be 100% mm-hmm. undivided attention at you. Yeah. And something I also keep in mind is someone said that you are the amalgamation of the top five people you spend your time with. Oh, fuck. (laughs) And I really took that to heart recently over the past year. And you can expand that, you know, like think of the top 10 people, 15 people, all of those people you absorb. That can be very good. And your trainer is going to be one of those people. Wow. And it's like, do I want to be like this person? Do they have a positive mindset Mm. on body image? Mm. Or are they like, heralding certain people who look a certain way in the gym. I had an issue with that with a trainer where like he would make certain clients, his poster children for their before and after photos or whatever. And at first I was like some somewhat like, Oh, I can strive for that or can be flattered when I receive a compliment. Uh But then I was like, nah, no, no, that's such a good point. That is such great advice. And what I love about the trainers we work with on the show is that they're really good at being able to transform a body, but then also make it healthy. Mm -hmm. I feel like there's this idea of I either have to kill myself and starve myself Mm -hmm. constantly to get the body I want, or I am never going to be the body I want. And you need to find that, like, not the middle ground, because I don't want to deal with any of that, but, like, the, the, the centerpiece of, like, pushing yourself but also being mentally, physically happy. That's a great point. Eating the things you want, but then like seeing progress. I feel like the biggest hurdle I'm going to have to overcome is I am either fucking in it. Like I'm going to the gym like three, four times a week. I'm eating quote unquote healthy. I'm making good choices. I'm not drinking. I'm not using drugs. I'm not sleeping with people I shouldn't be sleeping with. Or (laughs) I'm fucking butt chugging beer, pizza three nights a week, fucking everyone in town like i'm extremes and so i think my biggest i completely biggest, relate actually yeah yeah you butt chug <laughs> you know like that but i'm also an extremist like i'm all, mm. like one way or the other 100 percent. Mm. i am always 100 percent of whatever mm. the fuck i am yeah and i feel like that's also like diet culture right is <laughs> like you have to follow a regimen and a plan and i think i'm excited slash nervous to try this nutritionist again because i feel like the issue that i had with my nutritionist was that like nothing was changing and she was like I know that you're frustrated that you're not like quote-unquote getting thinner or like you know I was like I need someone to tell me what to do so that I can get to what you're talking about Mm -hmm. like the ideal body and nothing was happening but 
boy, did I develop such a healthier relationship to food. Like I learned yeah. about mindful eating and I was like journaling my emotions when I would turn to food or I learned about like not calling good foods good and bad foods bad or, you know, my internalized fat shaming. Like I definitely, it was more therapeutic than fitness. Yeah. And I'm, I'm sure they're all related, but I think that's going to be my biggest struggle and I'm nervous slash excited. I'm so excited. <laughs> yes. Okay. Um, let's do, 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 do let's do two more questions. Ooh. Um from Tonato. I hope that's how you say it. Um, what was our first impressions of each other <laughs> when we met? Oh we met God. 2015 at BuzzFeed. That so we've known each so other for years. Ago. So long, dude. So I really long. don't want to know what you thought about me. Just, just, I don't, it's probably bad. No, I don't, want to... I don't think it was. I remember you being an incredibly hard worker, like different on like a different tier from people. And I think I remember like one of the first times we talked, why are you smiling? <laughs> what? You can keep talking. Oh no, what? <laughs> I just think I was so annoying. I don't I think was it was so an... annoying. I thought you were really and don't take this wrong, naive. Like I was yeah. like, oh, I don't think this girl's ever touched a drug. I don't think she's ever seen a penis. I don't, and not that that's <laughs> a bad thing. I was just like, oh, this is very much like exploratory, like in a good way. Cause I think Buzzy did that for me too. Like I did not know the proper usage of certain terms or like what was PC or when I was just being like an asshole or a shock jock for shock jock value. And like, mm -hmm. I think that was a good thing. So I think like what you think is annoying was just, learning maybe i don't know sometimes <laughs> i look back at that and i'm like jesus christ i just no. i just i i feel i don't know it doesn't feel like me oh which well, is weird four years in your 20s yeah. is a lot of fucking yeah. changing yeah. who you were a year ago is a lot different from who you are now in your 20s how old are you again i'm 26 26 oh my god y you were fucking 20 I was 22. Thank yeah. you. I couldn't do that fast <laughs> enough. That's, oh my God, that's a fucking huge change. I was 25. Yeah. The fact that oh I'm older God. really bumps me out because you have it so much more together than I do. <laughs> I don't even know about that. I don't, I really don't. Like, I'm turning I, I, 29 next month. You're a Leo too, right? Yeah. We were born like, you're August 16th. I'm August 10th. Yeah. Oh my God. I always re remember because I, I, I always have my birthday and then you have yours right after and it's fun. Yeah. And Leos are the best people you will ever fucking know in your I'm life. I'm so fucking ready for Leo season because <sighs> this, what, cancer, whatever the fuck this it is. emotional it's, ass. I don't know what Mercury or I don't know what the fuck <laughs> it is, but CoStar needs to get off my ass. <laughs> Every time I open it. my favorite app I hate it. Because it fucking knows. <laughs> it just be saying shit. It just be like a really smart Twitter girl, like a really funny, witty Twitter bitch. Exactly. And exactly. she just gets at you, man. I'm... I'm done. What was the question? We're, I don't know. We're canceling. Um, <laughs> how, what were our first impressions of each other? Yeah. And I think it was okay, naivety my, for me yeah, in my, a good way. Yeah. My first impression of you. Oh, I was probably just a fucking mess. No. Um, it was actually like what other people were saying about you. Like, <gasps> oh, wow. Like, Kelsey is like the funniest <gasps> intern. Like, she's so cool. Oh she's so awesome. Probably she's so funny. Like, of everyone. That's probably why they're probably like, yeah, she's great because she fucking. Well, you know what? At least you were having sex. Oh, damn. All right. <laughs> Giant <laughs> grin to camera. Great. Oh, yeah. that's funny. Good times. It's like college. We look back on it with fond memories, some a little cringeworthy, yeah. but boy, we did it. <laughs> I know. Yeah. And then I think like as we grew at BuzzFeed, I really looked up to you mm. a lot. 
I don't know why. <laughs> well, like you were doing really cool things and like making really successful mm, videos mm. and you became a development partner and we're like off and doing that all this crazy, crazy shit. You're like selling a show. That was and crazy. I was like, damn, I want to be doing that. Um, wish fulfillment. But I think it's that grass is greener thing because then I would look at things you were doing and be, like right now. Right. Like how the tables have turned where I'm like, oh, wow, I wish I could put a fucking video together at all. Besides this podcast, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I think it's grass is greener. It'll always ebb and flow. And like, like I said, and Eleanor Roosevelt said it best, comparison is the thief of joy. And I think what I learned too at BuzzFeed, which I don't know if you feel this way, but I learned how to be happy for other people's success. Because when yeah. I first moved to LA, I was a greedy little fucking yeah. jealous bitch. That was something bitch. I had to learn at BuzzFeed too. Yeah, and you have That's to. It's really hard. Right? Because yeah. Specifically there, sometimes promotions or like people getting more attention than other people felt unpredictable mm. or like difficult to measure. Like, yeah, Oh, cause you're like, I put in this many fucking hours for this video that gets this amount of likes. And this person does this one stupid thing who literally doesn't do anything and yeah. lets everyone else do their work for them. Yet they now are profiting and it's yeah. hard because we get to see those like behind the scenes moments, but to the audience, we're just making videos. Like yeah. they don't know the, process but I really had to learn how to be like you know the Amy Poehler quote which I don't know if she's the originator of it but good for her not for me yeah and yeah okay that's cool good uh, for her not for me yeah right I say it to myself all the yeah. time good for her not for me just yeah not for me that path like we will never cross path. like you and I will never be competing for the same job ever because we're not the same person so like if you get a job because I, it, because I don't get a job it's because that was always your job and I had to learn that like we I'm never competing with people. It's not it's out of my control. What who gets a job or like yeah. who gets an opportunity, you know, and that's hard when you see Instagram bitches be doing just crazy shit. And you're just like, it's so how hard to get invited to that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I love that Mindy Kaylee book. Is everyone hanging out without me? Have you ever read it? Yes. I love her. Yeah. I, I feel like I have constant FOMO, but in this last year or two. And I think it really was like kind of getting a little bit away from the public eye. I've never been happier. Dude. It's <laughs> so awesome. Like even, even just like in the moments when I can be like, okay, yeah, like this person made this video and it's doing really well. I might not understand why, but you know what? Great for them. I'm going to mm -hmm. keep doing my own thing. Good for them. Not for me. Exactly. Um, what, a, let's, what a healthy mindset. Right? <laughs> walk away with something here yeah. on this couch. <laughs> um, let's end on this good one. This one's actually from one of our friends. Um, Matthew Francis from Tasty at BuzzFeed oh wanted to know. Hi, Matt. He has a podcast, too, that I was just on called. Oh, fuck. Oh, fuck. I'm having to something. Oh, fuck. I can't remember the name of it. What's this podcast name? I want to look it up real fast. We're going to cut this out. Yeah. <laughs> or why don't you entertain them? Why don't you entertain the folks um, with the story? about what you had for breakfast today dinner views it's called dinner views what did you have for breakfast i just had granola hmm. like a bar or um, a bowl oh any yogurt just granola and milk Je oh so like cereal mm -hmm. okay fancy cereal uh, so matthew <laughs> the host of the dinner views podcast which is a really fun podcast that i was on uh wanted to know when you started your business, like after you left BuzzFeed, did you invest all the capital yourself? So I guess what he means by that is like, did you put all the money into everything on your own? Yes, completely. How the fuck did you have the courage to do that? Well, I, I guess like not many people at BuzzFeed know this, but 
about a year before I left, mm-hmm. I kind of realized, okay, I might not reach the heights that I wanted to within this company. So I wanted, I'm this sorry, I microphone. fucking can't. No, I, it's my microphone and you're telling a I'm gorgeous just gonna... story <laughs> and my microphone is falling. Okay. Let's see if that does it. Hello. <laughs> oh my God. Okay. Okay. I'll, 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 I'll just hold it. Okay. Um, son of a bitch. I'll hold it. I got it. Okay. So about a year before he left, I kind of made a soft decision of like, I think I'm going to leave. Mm-hmm. I think I'm going to start a YouTube channel. I think everybody does about a year before. You know what I mean? Yeah. So my biggest fear, again, being a daughter of an immigrant, and I was like, if I fuck this up, it's real bad yeah. because my parents <laughs> moved across the world. Yeah. <laughs> this is on me, dog. Yeah. <laughs> so my therapist actually told me, mm. oh, therapy moment, therapy, that if you are scared of failure, imagine that failure and what you would do. Like make a full plan. Like, if What's I get in a car accident, scenario? who do I call? Right. Whatever, whatever. So she was bas- she she basically told me to train myself and to prepare for, for the worst. Wow. So what I did was I moved into a studio apartment. <gasps> I never went out. That's why I never ever went to Davy Wayne's or anything oh with anybody God, at yeah, BuzzFeed. Nothing good happened to Davy Wayne's. <laughs> you you did the right thing. <laughs> I like never ate out wow. and I just saved. worked at BuzzFeed and saved and I mean, some saving, of course, as much as we could. Right. Right. um, But just more so getting myself accustomed to this is the lifestyle I will have. That you could be getting used to. And once that became my norm, I was like, okay, whatever. (sighs) And I had some money saved Mm -hmm. from other jobs. um, And I had about enough money to live for like, three to six months depending on how far i wanted to spread it wow and i left a fucking chance yeah and i was like i'm just i'm just gonna do it failure is an option i think when we think like failure is not an option we that's almost like more shameful behavior than just being like here's what absolutely could go wrong and being realistic about what happens if it doesn't and it doesn't mean like being afraid of your dream Mm. it means just being like okay what is my fucking plan for this Mm. and thankfully like i invested a lot of money into the channel (laughs) yeah and it was profitable within a month two months two months but so for two months you were making every a video every week um maybe twice a week so you made at least eight videos before you saw money yeah, 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 yeah. I don't think people realize that. Yeah. Like, I don't think people realize that, like, you're not banking. Like, people do YouTube for years before they see checks. Of course, yeah. And, I mean, I was very, very fortunate to have an audience built from BuzzFeed. Sure, like, but I'm sort never, of, right? Like, I have yeah. to imagine you built a lot on your own. Because, like you said, like, it was a year of building. Yeah. I mean, yeah. it was, yeah, it was a year and a half before I hit But doesn't it feel good followers. now? Because it feels like it's your own. It really does. <laughs> um... It, it really does. Like, I, I feel like I definitely did it on my own. Like, I was never really given mm, anything. any hand-holding right. or, or, or real resources, I guess, right, at, right. at the job. But also, it, it taught me a lot about how I would want to run my own business and specifically how I want to treat people who mm, work on my business. Now you're a fucking boss, bitch. Thank you. I'm a boss ass bitch. Bitch. That's the song I put for on your Instagram today. I just couldn't not. <laughs> and we're so glad you did it. We're so glad. We're also, I think like what a difference a couple of years makes. Right. 
Yeah. Like, aren't you glad you stuck with it and followed your gut and laughed and did your own fucking shit? I really shit? am. Yeah. And, and I also think like, what, if, if anyone learns anything here, like <laughs> anything <laughs> out of all this garbage we've been talking <laughs> to my shit, um, it would be like, if you are in a place where you see other people rising up, but not yourself, it might not be the place for you. Mm, make it work. Yeah. For yourself. You're your number one advocate. What a great thing to end on. I know. I'm so grateful Woo! you spent an hour with me and I cannot wait to spend the next six weeks with you. I'm like so grateful that you've taken me on as a person for your journey. Um, where can people find you and what do you have coming up to look forward to if they subscribe? Well, 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 well. you can <laughs> find me on Instagram. <laughs> that me she get my definitely is up. active on yeah. <laughs> and the engagement. Live videos coming to you soon. Yes. <laughs> and YouTube um, at Michelle. K-H-A-R-E. Michelle Carre. I love it. Thanks so much for coming. Thank you for having me. I love this podcast. I love all the episodes so far. Stop. You guys can uh, also watch this on YouTube.com slash Kelsey Dare. And I think you should watch this one, actually, because I need you all to see Michelle's jumpsuit. I know. Um, I, I I wore this for a video and I just love it. I'm not. It's it like up. a 90s, 80s neon onesie. Yeah. Are you hot in there? I was earlier, but you know what? I just, I'm, I'm happy. It's pretty killer. It's worth it. Um, while <laughs> you're there on YouTube, why don't you leave us a comment? Uh, give us a fucking thumbs up. I don't know what you do on YouTube. Uh, <laughs> rate this on iTunes. It really, really, really helps if you rate it. So if you have a second, go fucking rate it. And we got back on the charts last week after falling off. So we're super excited to be back in the game with people. We've made it, I don't know, like 12 episodes without an ad, without a sponsor. Oh, my God. And that is all thanks to you guys actually watching and making making this happen and the views happen. So thanks so much. Um, Fucking bye. Bye.